One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. This is the first of a couple episodes that are coming from an in-person recording that we did. So, just as a little warning ahead of time, there is a little more banter than you might be used to with our playing style, as we wanted to capture the fun and little bit goofy mood we were in at the time. We were all pretty excited to see each other. But I think you'll all enjoy the fun tone that it sets. A new day has dawned, and the beanstalk is shining in the sun. The group wants to take a closer look, but there are a few others who seem to have a vested interest in the structure and its purpose. New breakfast food is discovered, visitants are observed, and religions are shared. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory begin to investigate the beanstalk. Oh, hey, we're in the same space. We are. I'm like, we're I can, the same like, place. I can, like, touch you all. In theory, I don't know that my wingspan is actually that long. Oh, if we, if we all reach our if arms out. If we all reach our arms out. You're, oh, you're, we're, you're we're, 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 yeah. yeah. No one can see this, but it's okay. No one can see this, but it's beautiful. We're super cute. <laughs> we're very, very cute. Uh, guys, maybe we should use the Patreon to hire a photographer for moments like these. It's true. <laughs> or we could just, you know kick Chase off the recording and have him do it. Uh, I can't <laughs> hold hands and take pictures. Yeah, the whole point is that we need, to, we need to get a picture of the four of us in beautiful uh, harmony. All right, all right, all right. Everybody sing it. I don't know. Everybody dance now. So we're all a little slap happy because Just we are fresh off of a wedding last night. Oh, That's true. Gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful wedding. Uh, Absolutely lovely. A fantastic yeah. chuppa. Yes. Thank you. I had a good time building it. It was... Um, can you, can you, I, I know this is a family podcast, but I'm hoping it'll go over people's heads uh, who are too young for such a joke. But can you describe to the folks playing along at home the, the shirt that was made for you by the bride, Zan? Yeah, so I made the huppa, the wedding canopy for uh, the lovely couple. And um, the bride made me a shirt that said, no huppa, no stupa, which is... Just incredible. Wonderful. Which is just wonderful. And when I told her I was going to wear it to the wedding, she said, absolutely. <laughs> Under a dress shirt, 100%. to be clear. Well, yes, it, yes. It I, made I had, its appearance it at the did. reception. It was, it was once I got sweaty after dancing and the dress shirt came off. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how that went. Um, but it was a good time. It was mm. a good time. I also just love dancing. 
Yeah. Yes. I, Accurate. Hey, can I tell y'all, I am sore today. <laughs> yes. I hurt. I've been discovering this. I've been to so many weddings this summer, and I've been discovering like just how old I'm getting. Yep. Because <laughs> mm. afterwards, I'm just like, ow. Mm-hmm. Well, I made the mistake of, uh, since I knew y'all were coming, I was like, I wanted to make the outside look a little nicer. So I went ahead, I mowed the lawn. I did got the edge trimmer out and all that. Um, and, oh yeah, we're recording at my house. Yeah, uh, the house at Chase Oaks. And uh, it's, like, so I did all of that like an hour, like three hours before the wedding. I think it's like, cool, I'll take a shower, I'll feel better. And then after, like, as I'm getting dressed for the wedding, I'm like, ow, mm. ow, Ooh. oh. <laughs> and then at the wedding, like, I was okay, I maintained. But then I got home and I laid down in bed and I'm like, oh no. Oh, I am glad that this is my reality, that I get to be horizontal for another eight hours. <laughs> this is actually just what happens when you become a house owner. Apparently. Yeah, the this has nothing to do with age. It has to nope. do with, you know, uh, the... That, that explains sense. it. So it's it's a it's a sub-clause in your homeowner's insurance. <laughs> mm-hmm. you got to read the fine print. Right. You will pain. Enjoy. <laughs> Whoops. This is a whole different kind of mature content that people were not expecting. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a family-friendly <laughs> podcast, but this is mature in a different way. Absolutely. How, how can we immature this up in a family-friendly way? Oh, butts. <laughs> <laughs> butts is fine. That's fine. <laughs> New shirt idea. Butts, 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 butts. Maybe butts, we're trying. Butts, butts, oh, butts, butts, you see, butts, now you're taking butts, it too butts, far. Butts, butts, butts. Everybody. <laughs> I've lost, I've lost control. I've lost control. You put us all in the same room. This was your fault. Oh, I know. No. Um, I'm sorry. No, you're not. I'm sorry you to the listeners. Us. I'm not sorry for myself. <laughs> the listeners are having fun. You know Kim's eating this up. Hi, Kim. <clears throat> Hi, Kim. I'm sorry I scared you with the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I knew Kim was there, so I, I saw her at a distance, and I um, she, her back was not facing me, and I just yelled, Kimberly! <laughs> <laughs> and immediately thought, just should I have done that? <laughs> at least you had the thought. <laughs> I don't know if she even knows who I am. Uh, it was okay. Sorry, Kim. Hi. Sam, what does your shirt say? Uh, so it is a um, a spoof on the Jurassic Park uh, oh, thing, and it says teaching is a walk in the park, oh, i.e. Yeah. a teaching is a walk in Jurassic Park. Yes. Meaning awful. Uh, <laughs> meaning this was all children are velociraptors. Pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah. It's not awful, um, but a student did get me this for Christmas last year. <laughs> Aw. See, now that's why it's great. And it's, uh, it was it's like great when they're self-aware. It was one of, it's one of my best students, too. Like, one of my advanced kids, someone I've had since he was in, like, seventh grade. So, oh. it's it's one of those. Mm-hmm. They, they understand how much they drive me crazy. My my <laughs> juniors and seniors, have like, they have that relationship where they're like, we know we drive you bonkers, but also you love us. <laughs> Here's a yeah, okay, fine, you're right. Stop it. <laughs> Much like your podcast mates. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Chase is Chase making is a very, a very cute face yes. right now. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. Shall we play a game? Let's you want to play, play some new Manera? Yeah. I have to do that. Because normally I say, let's play some D&D. But like, that's not this. No, we're, this. That, that would be so, weird for us. That'd be very... I, I mean, I'd could. be I'd be down. I yeah. would be... Oh, God. Complete <laughs> tangent. I would be very interested to see... 
what each of these characters would reclass as in. Mm. Mm. And that's projects. that's probably a Patreon episode yeah, at some point. Yeah, that that might be that might be a Patreon. Mm-hmm. That might be That'd a Patreon. Yeah, re- a D and D rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Like and uh, Monty Cook recently put out a reprint of Tolus, which has both a cipher and a five e uh, mm. adaptation. Interesting. Interesting. Jinx. <laughs> Does anybody else feel naked that they don't have on headphones and chase this? <laughs> yes, but... I feel like I'm missing something. Let's play some game. Yeah, let's play a game. You guys made it to the settlement that was surrounding what you now know is called the Beanstalk. And set up camp. Not camp. Wow, no. <laughs> got a room at an inn. You got a room yeah. at an inn, which oh, is right. something we, we new. Fancy. Yeah. A place called the Automation, uh, where it seems that although there are maybe a couple of human employees there, most of the work seems to be done by tiny little automatons or robots. Yeah. Little Roombas. Little Roombas. Little Roomba guys. You got a suite with four beds for each of you, as well as Molly. Mm-hmm. Because you all kept forgetting him last time. I know. Poor Molly. <laughs> Poor Molly. But you there. Spent the night. It had been a long trek to get there. And you wake up the next morning. And whether you wake up on your own or to the noise, the first thing that you hear in the morning is a small buzzer outside your door kind of like a like a buzzer doorbell mm. just kind of twice buzz buzz are we about to be greeted by a tiny automaton maybe <laughs> Bridget's very excited about this small Rin is already crouched beside the door with a drawn blade in her hand <laughs> yeah so I was gonna ask how do, how do y'all react to this sound Nehemiah would roll out of bed see small Wren crouched by the door and just nod yes and uh, he'd move towards the door. Um, yeah. I turn around where I'm sleeping and say, oh, no, I'm trying to hang on to a dream. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. Somebody else get the door. We got it. Don't worry. I fall back asleep. <laughs> Small run crouched by the door and Nehemiah just a little farther off, both nodding and understanding uh, that they're going to approach this situation mm-hmm. in a similar fashion. Do you open the door? I open the door. You open the door to see a small, round robot. So maybe about a foot tall, just like a cylinder on wheels, essentially. It's um, like a coffee that can. Has a bi- <laughs> <laughs> that has a big uh, button on the top of it. Ugh. Just a big green button. All right, nothing bad that ever happened from pushing a button. Nope. <laughs> you press the button and a little holographic menu pops up for breakfast. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. I'm really sad that Jory's asleep right now. <laughs> I'm actually having this exact dream. <laughs> That's so weird. Um. All right. What's what, what's on the menu? Um, on the menu is uh, an assortment of different things that you're kind of used to. The, the various like stews and, mm-hmm. and pancakey grain oatmeal kind of stuff. Sure. But something that catches your eye is something called porth. Doesn't have any description. It's just called porth. Is there any sort of like, like the equivalent of like the little eye in a circle somewhere <laughs> that we can press for more information? There is yes. no information button. No. <laughs> um, I will roll out of bed and look. 
Interesting. No. Oh, Hi. Hi. Sorry. I'm up. It's, it's fine. Pulling I got intrigued in. by why you were all being so quiet and there was no I, I think I'm going to go for the porth. What's that? I don't know. Okay. Boop. A little check mark appears next to it. Oh, it's like a sushi menu. <laughs> Can you put numbers? What if you want four porth? Can I you... think you just poke it more times. I'm going to do it. Uh, well, okay, only poke it one more time. Okay. I'm d- uh, yep. Boop. Another check mark appears next to it. So there's two now. I think I'll just have some oatmeal, maybe with fruit. Mm-hmm. You poke it. There's a check mark that appears. All right. There's a, a variety of different, like, drinks and juices, that kind of thing. So. Molly, what you want? Uh, got pancakes? Yeah. Boop. Oh, check is mark. there is there any ham? I'd like ham. There's something equivalent to ham. Good. I don't know. <laughs> I, what, I don't know what it would be called. I don't know what the ninth world equivalent of ham is. Wait, wait, wait. I Weirdly, just, still ham. I just, <laughs> I just Pigs, realized. Perfect. Why change them? Why change? Them? <laughs> is there a shin listing near any of these things? No. Because okay, all right. Well, we're playing with fire. Is this is this one of those fancy places where there's no there's like, no price <laughs> number? On it. They just assume everybody's got like a million shins. <laughs> Out here is probably all just included with the room. Okay. That is the feeling you get. That at least breakfast, it, it's continental breakfast. <laughs> yeah. A little more than continental, but you know what I mean. It's its more hygienic than a buffet. True. Mm. Especially if they've got all the little automatons. Automatons? Automatons. I, I've always said automatons. But Automations. Auto- <laughs> Automations. <laughs> little, little automated dude. Um, little coffee can guy. Metal son. Elevated. <laughs> No, that's bot bot. <laughs> There's a, like a, a a done button. So when you finish, you press that, and it rolls away, and a little portal, like not energy portal, but like a hole in the in the corner of the hallway, opens up and just kind of goes in and then slides through like the vacuum tubes at a bank. Oh, oh yes. I love it. Yep. Good, very good. Oh, I love that. Your food order has been taken. Uh, you could stay here. You could do something else. You could wait for food, make a plan. What would you like to do after your robot friend has left? Nehemiah would get back in bed and uh, just kind of enjoy not sleeping on the ground for for the first mm-hmm. you know, time in a couple of days, probably. Mm-hmm. Almost a week. Yeah. Is there an openable window in our yeah, room? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Smallrin's going to go out the window, uh, <laughs> climb the building, and find the best vantage point on the roof. <laughs> yeah, oatmeal's going to get cold. <laughs> It'll only take me a minute. Okay. All right. <laughs> what does Jory do? I'm going to sit kind of in the window with one of my legs kind of hanging out um, and just kind of looking at the day. Maybe I'll pretend to paint my toenails. <laughs> Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the domestic life. Oh wait, did did Jory order Benbane? Did you get your, your I tea? didn't. I didn't know that, that. Okay, that is something that is that something we could get anywhere, or is that something I, I created? I think that's something you invented. I think it is. I think it is. Mm. So I didn't. I probably got tea. I mean, I I, I always just assume you've got enough supplies to make Ben Bane. That's here. also true. that's true. I open up a pack and I start putting things together. Look, <laughs> even if they could make it, they'd make it wrong. Yeah, that's true. 
is there is there the equivalent of like a hot plate or a microwave in the room no, or is no, jory or is jory building a I'm, fire in the corner i'm doing cold brew okay <laughs> cold brew cold ben brew ben bane <laughs> god i love after, their second album after all of this is over there it is yes mm-hmm. <laughs> add it to the list shoot um uh. no after all this is over i like to think that jory just retires somewhere and starts up a cold brew ben bane like artisanal business yeah and- it's on nitro tap yeah <laughs> yep. nitro tap yeah for her uh, has connections and hooks you up yep yep Nehemiah, you lay back down in bed and you all but fall asleep mm-hmm. again it's it's just nice being able to have a bed Mm-hmm. And you love your hammock. Oh yeah, it's great. Back in first tree, but sometimes a mattress is just mm-hmm. really it's different. Yeah, it's nice. And these are this is a pretty good place. You're not sure how many travelers come through here on a regular basis, but it seems like they're very well prepared for people who have been on the road for a long time. There's sure. a lot of comforts here. Smaller, you head up on the roof. This is a say three story building. And climbing up on to the top of it, this is a decent vantage point. There are some buildings that are taller um, around the area, but honestly, the tallest and most focal point thing in the entire place is the beanstalk. What you see from up top here is, again, those people kind of surrounding the base of it with a scaffolding and different structures, a lot of them in different clothing than you would expect, like just townspeople to be. There are a handful of people in long yellow robes, a handful of people who are in kind of like plain brown like tunics. And then you see another group that's kind of around here who aren't human at all. This is a a kind of being that you would be relatively familiar with. You all would be at least have heard of them before. Uh, Tall, angular features absolutely impossible to confuse them for humans. Violet, red skin, bulbous yellow eyes that are on either side of their head that kind of bulge out, almost fish-like, and a large crest on top of their head. And some of them, if they have it open, um, you can see it on their chest are these two almost like claw-like appendages that sit in front of their chest. These are Vargellan. They're what are known as visitants. Nobody asked you for Jelen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Visitants are creatures, beings, etc. that at some point came to Earth and didn't leave. <laughs> They're not from here. They didn't evolve here. They came here probably from another planet. They're intergalactic of some way. But it has been so long that no one remembers where they came from. They don't even necessarily. And they have just now become typical denizens of this planet. But anatomically, visually, culturally, they are incredibly different than what your normal human would be. So you see a group of Vargillan uh, along the edge of the beanstalk as well. That is a pro-Google search, by the way. I just looked up the image of it, and yeah. that is something. But yeah, kind of vaguely fish-like in their, their facial features. Again, eyes on either side of their head, that big crest, almost like a dorsal fin on top of their head. And those two almost hand-like appendages uh, on their chest. Mm-hmm. It's like very curled in. It's not as though they're like sticking out like arms. It's almost as though it's like... Like a big rib cage. Like, like a, yeah. an extended rib cage, correct. So they can accept all the love. <laughs> um, 
Not quite, actually. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> you wanna you wanna roll me something to see what else you might know about Vargel and Nata- an- anatomy? I would look. Can I see them from my window? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I was just gonna say yeah. you're seeing the same things the small run is okay. right now. Just from a, you know, I'm low sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what's difficulty? Three. Three. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it untrained. History would be of a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. I won't do it on train then. <laughs> Fail. At a two. Oh, my lord. So, fail with a two. You've heard stories about Vargellin. Mm-hmm. You're pretty sure a lot of it is stigmatized myth, though. Yeah. I see. So, you're, you've, you've heard stories about them being stern and kind of off-putting to people that they talk to. You've heard stories about them being stronger than they should be. It's a lot of weird and kind of disjointed information. You're probably you're sure that most of it is probably baloney. <laughs> okay. Uh, since I'm also seeing yeah, them, go for I it. make a said three? Yep. Success with a 14. 14. Mm. So the rib cage, these these hand things on Vargellan's chest are what's known as their crucible. It protects this cavity in their chest, and they can literally open it up, and they have access to their own internal organs, which provides them a unique benefit. They can subtly rearrange their organs in a manner that's only known to them to gain control of their physical structure and modify themselves on a cellular level. What? That's cool. Huh. They can make themselves faster, stronger, or even smarter if they need to be. There's a price because in order to increase one attribute, they have to diminish another. Mm-hmm. So in order to like improve their intelligence or their, their brain capability, they would probably have to sacrifice muscle mass. Um, if they wanted to increase that muscle mass, they would probably have to uh, give up their flexibility. Is this like a permanent change until the next time they do it, or is it like a temporary shift? They can do this, you've heard relatively often, once a day is pretty much what it seems to be the maximum. So it's it stays in place until they rearrange themselves again, okay. but they can't do it all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, it makes surgery really easy. It does. That's not surgery, that's renovation. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, it allows you to change your stat pools if you are a Vargellan. Yeah. You have no maximum or, or minimum to any pool, so you can like shift everything around as you see fit within a set number of mm-hmm. total. Yeah. Um, you can move something down to zero, um, but you do move down the damage track as such. Yeah, makes so. sense. Around about that time, there is another buzz buzz at the door. <laughs> mm. Alright. I'll get it. This time, uh, you see a large, flat energy disc, essentially, that has all your food on it. And underneath is a small, just, it's like a row of wheels, essentially, that's just kind of, like, moving it around. So it looks like you can, like, get up and down stairs and move tight around corners if need be and, like, rearrange itself. Um, It's just this row of wheels that is extending this energy disc out that's carrying all your food and drink. Hmm. And delivers it in. If you ask it a question, does it rise? No, no, it doesn't. It's not that kind of disc. <laughs> worth a check. It is <laughs> worth a check. <laughs> uh, food's here, everybody. 
Smallin climbs down the wall <laughs> in through the window. <laughs> All right, time to see what this um, stuff is. Mm-hmm. Porth. <laughs> Porth is a cold breakfast soup. Huh. Uh, kind of like gazpacho. Gazpacho, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to say gauchos. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like gaucho. that's just a mid-aughts fashion mistake. <laughs> oh, man. Gazpacho. It's it's thick. There's a lot of greenery in it, um, but it also has like some hearty meat of some sort. So not quite a stew. It's a little bit soupier than that. Maybe more like a chowder. Mm. But it is cold and it's very savory. Okay. All right. Molly eats his pancakes. Yep. Smallin has her. Oatmeal with fruit and not ham. Not ham. <laughs> Nehemiah grabs the uh, the porth, you know, the, the the bowl, and just drinks it straight up. Nice. No spoon. Good. Very good. Do you? Does Jory opt for a spoon? Uh, I do opt for a spoon, and I'm going to pass around any cold brew and any if he wants. There you go. Molly <laughs> takes some. Good. That's one down. Small run will take a little. Ah, good. Okay. Yeah. What about you? All right, I'll have some. Okay, there you go. Breakfast is pretty uneventful, but halfway through you guys eating, Molly goes, okay, so what's the plan? We're here, and I don't know about you all, but I was not expecting people. No. Yeah, this is weird. This is unexpected. But I think... I think what we do is we take up a walk around like people seem to be all right with people inspecting the mm. the, the beanstalk. Mm -hmm. So something of a tourist attraction. But I think what we do is we look around. If we can't find an obvious way in. Jory, <laughs> I think you always have a way in. I, that depends on how thick the way in is. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck in a wall. Well, no, certainly not, but... I mean, I could. That'd be an interesting way to live. Hello, yes, I am a wall. I don't... I, no. <laughs> I don't think any of us really want that. No. What's in this soup? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think it's not ham. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll do it. But we'll try and find another way first. That's true. Uh, okay. There there are more traditional ways of breaking into a place. Uh, Smallrin just kind of like holds up a, a rope <laughs> <laughs> with a grappling hook. It's a bit, it's a bit tall. Um, have we noticed that people... Remind me, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember... Have people been going, like, in and out of this thing in any way? No. Uh, as you guys came in to town, Donovan, the acting mayor, said that no one's ever been able to find a way in. That's right. That's right. Okay. He did say that they don't mind if people try to find a way in. Good. They have people doing it rather often. Okay. So we may not have to be all that secretive about it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Well. All right. Off we go. Head downstairs. And there are tiny little robots of all different shapes and sizes <laughs> and, and <laughs> service types. Different models uh, all over the place doing any manner of different odd jobs. Seems there's just a lot of them. There's uh, a reason this place is called the automation. No, it's great. 
oh does my uh does my orb perk up at all with other other little robots around to to follow cool new things to see you you're just constant like you can't focus on anything for more than a couple seconds just like ooh shiny ooh shiny ooh shiny <laughs> joy i forgot to ask you did you bring blue along I was actually going to ask the same thing. I, for some reason, I thought that Blue was kind of stuck in Lagarm mentally for some reason. I'm going to say no. That's fine. Okay. As long as he's all right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Because I, I think, if I remember correctly, before we left, you had said that Blue had like stopped following yeah. her for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yep. So probably not then. Okay. That's fine. You head down head out into the settlement proper. A little bit of listening and going through. You learn that this place does technically have a name. The settlement is called Idmore, but no one really calls it that. Like, mm -hmm. it has an official name. Mm -hmm. But everyone just kind of calls the settlement as they call the structure. They call it the beanstalk. It's mm -hmm. easier that way. And it's just kind of the colloquial term. It's a fairly busy place in the morning. At least busier than the gum. Not anything to the extent of large cities and structures within the Steadfast, but easily a larger city center than you've been in in a long time. There's a market with various foods, meats, dried beans, grains, etc. There's even a couple of small little like Numenera and Cypher stands. <laughs> <laughs> wow sorry that was a range of emotions I so. am curious <laughs> you get up towards the beanstalk there are these structures around again kind of like scaffolding it looks like it's kind of served as different levels for people to get a little bit higher up it doesn't go all that high no higher than like 30 feet there are some smaller like houses and buildings around the edge here and as you look up, there are those large five boulders that are just rotating and moving, not in any necessarily predictable way. It's not like a clock where all, they're all kind of like moving in sync. They're not moving in conjunction with each other, and they aren't moving at a steady pace. Mm -hmm. So they might like start and stop at some points or move a little bit faster than others and or move kind of like around each other. And you see the same three groups of people. There's this group of Argelan that seem to be around. There is the group of people in long yellow robes and the people in the kind of brown tunics. And they do all seem to be distinct. They don't seem to be, like, all part of the same sort of ritual, or... It doesn't seem to be. They all seem to be distinct groups. They might intermingle a little bit, but they all seem to be doing separate things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's people moving throughout the streets and walking around and going about their business as well. It seems that people aren't paying them a whole lot of mind mm -hmm. at the moment. Is there anything you would like to listen for? Anyone you would like to talk to? Anything you would like to look at? I would like to do a a walk around the beanstalk. Like I, I want to do I a full well. 360. Yeah. See if I can get a, a feel for this thing. Sure. Same. Just a general vibe? Is there anything looking for entrances and exit kind of things? Or? Looking for entrances. Something that maybe at one time could have been an entrance. Sure. And maybe evidence of this thing going down below the ground more mm -hmm. as well. That's a good question. And once we get to a place where there's kind of a little bit less people around, I want to touch it and see how it feels to me. Sure. Do you go together or opposite ways? Uh, together, probably. Okay, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think I'll I'll go with yeah. them as well. Yeah, I start doing a circuit around 
mm-hmm. you're able to easily get close enough. No one stops you from yeah. coming up close to a drawer. You reach out, and it's that same rough ceramic material. Mm-hmm. Um, the same stuff that the orb is made out of. Same stuff that the oobleck, the goo, hardened into. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a some sort of sound-carrying ceramic material. At first glance, as you're walking around, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of anything in terms of could have been a door at one point or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. You do get to a place where it looks like there is kind of like a a seam in the material because there is like a, a strip of like metal going up the side. And so there is a seam near there, but it doesn't look like there's any sort of door attached to it. So it's possible that could open. Sure. But there's nothing that looks like a door at first glance. Mm-hmm. Nothing that looks like it would have been just straight up a in and out kind of scenario. It doesn't look like there's, at again, at first glance, like there's anything below. Mm-hmm. Nothing like Legom where there was uh, kind of evidence of things going deeper. Sure. Okay. It looks like most of this structure, if not all of it, is above ground. And looking up, that absolutely makes sense, considering that it goes beyond your vision, up mm-hmm. through the clouds and past where arrow perspective would take over the haziness. Mm-hmm. As we're con- kind of continuing around, I'm assuming that at some point we'll come kind of back into view of those three groups yeah. gathered near the... They're, they're all kind of like spread out around, so you can pass them at different points. As we're kind of setting out, I'd like to, you know use my link with my little eye droid and basically so a new game for me I want you to pick up on as many small details about each of these groups as you can alright hmm. I'm going to have you roll perception with an asset here's how I'll set the level are you actively helping with this or are you just setting it on a task and letting it go I'm letting it go and then okay. I am helping them like look for these possible openings and kind of getting an idea of the lay of the land. So I'm I'm letting it do the information okay. gathering for me. So I'm going to make it a level four with an asset. Cool. Question. Yes. So I am trained in perception tasks because of the orb, but since I personally am not focusing on this, I'm letting the orb do it. Should I be untrained with I an will asset? Make that, yeah, make that untrained with an asset. Okay. I basically take it down a step because of the orb, but because yeah. you're not actively helping it look, I'm going to say that only one of those things can apply. Cool. All right. Success with 16. Huzzah. All right. Little details about the groups. Just visually, the group in yellow robes seem to um, all gather around a large man beast of a guy, big broad shoulders, easily six and a half feet tall, that seems to to talk to them in a uh, very powerful way. They all are either intently listening or kind of, I don't want to say cowering. Prostrating themselves? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For the uh, brown robe folk, they seem to be a little more individual. They are in a group, but they seem to be more doing their own thing. Um, each individually taking care of something. The Vargellan have a wide range of different technological instruments that they seem to be either using to scan or record or take care of things as they are moving around the base of this. They all have a decent number of ciphers and artifacts and 
uh, different things, writing down notes, making drawings of things, seeming to be researching in a lot of different ways. Hmm. Interesting. If there's anything else you are looking for, I can give you more details, but those are the kind of broad stroke things that you wouldn't necessarily get on the first glance. Okay. And so... So the Vargellans and the ones in tunics seem to be, like, actively engaging with the beanstalk. Like, they're doing things around the base. And... Yeah. Okay, and then the, the yellow robes are focused on this creature or yes. whoever this is. Okay. And then for... This is just a question about what I personally know about the Vargellans. Yeah. Um, do they tend to mix with humans or do they keep to themselves? Most visitants tend to keep to themselves. Okay. So abhumans tend to like kind of be in these settlements that are away from humans because they tend to typically really dislike humans. Visitants will interact with them and have conversations and, and be relatively personable, but there is, again, kind of just a big cultural yeah. difference there. And so a lot of times, um, Virgil have found themselves to be misunderstood uh, so they tend to just kind of stay away. So the fact that they're here is interesting, but you do notice that they aren't mixing as much with the people who are walking by or the other groups of humans that are near the base here. Gotcha. Okay. Nehemiah, mm-hmm. you're walking around, and you notice in the back of your mind, you didn't notice it at first because you guys are all used to it, but the song is here. That's weird. Not in your ears, though. It's in your mind. And I know it's not just, like, stuck in my head or something like that, right? Nope. You're pretty sure that this is... Something is putting this in here because it's on It's on the same, like, repeat. And Except at this point, there are points within it that are staticky or dropped out, almost as though there was a bad connection. Huh. You know all the words at this point. Like, this is the same... You pick up the, the bits and pieces. Yep. It's the same third verse that you guys ended up getting from the last time. But there's parts that are missing or staticky or dropped. Hey, hey uh... Hey, Jory? Uh, yeah. Do, um... Do you hear but not hear the song? Yes, I do. I just thought it was stuck in my head because it hasn't left my head in a long time. I, it, look, it's 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 a bop for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would, would we describe it as a bop? <laughs> uh, I, look, today it's, the, it's definitely a vibe. It, 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 okay, and a possibly vibe. a groove. Mm. But I don't know about a bop. You know, fair, fair. Either way, it's in my head, and that's. But I'm not hearing it. Yeah. That's weird. Ah, well, this was kind of my thought. I have two possible ways to interact with this beanstalk. I can try to get through it. Uh Uh-huh. Or I can sing as I am wont to do. So. Your choice, my friend. Whenever we're ready, I don't know if we want to go to a more secluded place, if we're going to get I think that might be a good idea. If only to... We don't know what any of these groups' intentions are towards the beanstalk, mm-hmm. and I would assume the settlement doesn't care because they don't think they'll get into it. No. But this seems like one of those places where it's very nice, and then something changes, and then it becomes very scary very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's just my vibe. So perhaps we go round the back where we saw that scene. Let's do that. 
As you are uh, kind of walking back around, one of the people in yellow robes actually like steps out and like it st- doesn't stop you, but kind of like grabs your attention and says, "Hello, travelers. Are you new here?" Yeah, we uh, just got in last night. Good to hear. I've seen you take an interest in the beanstalk here. It's, I mean, how can you not? It's very hard to ignore. It's very true. Would you like to hear the good word of the stones? Did you say stones? Stones, yes. Yes, I would like to hear that. So you're focused on the, the circling stones above? Well, the stones themselves are simply outward manifestations of the great beings that live within. Ah, I see. Yes. Interesting. Why stones? What does that represent? Only the beings know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I do need to just clarify. Are you saying beings or beans? <laughs> Pardon me, I have broken the GM. The, the great beans that live inside. That's that's not um, that's not what I had planned. Um, <laughs> but, but now Zan is questioning. Oh everything. no, I am saying beings. B e i n g s. Um, but now I want it to be beans. Wow, I've made a poor decision. <laughs> it is both. We we don't know why it's stones, but they've been circling here since the beginning of time. Hi. Yes. Um, may I inquire as to how you know it's been since the beginning of time? Has it been passed down or something? All the stories say so. I see. And if you don't believe the stories that the that the songs give you, then oh well, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Looking, what, um, looking what at songs? that face. <laughs> well, the same songs that I'm sure you're hearing right now. So how long has that been going on? Quite a while. Okay. It's changed a few times. Ah, when has it changed then? Only recently in the past year or so. Well, that must be mm-hmm. exciting. Sure has been. <laughs> Zarian's our interpreter and points over to the very large man. Mm-hmm. Ah, and, uh... He's the one that's been touched by their power. How touched? What happened? I don't know the story of exactly how it happened, but he can communicate with the stones. I bet he knows. <laughs> I'd, I'd hope so. Yeah. I, most likely. <laughs> Perhaps we will stop and hear the, uh, the good word of the stones for a little while. Uh, if I may, um, what exactly... What is the good word of the stones? I, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot, but... Um, <laughs> What happens if you embrace the words of the stone? Exactly. Um, See the stones? Yes. The five gods? Ah. Their voice is what you hear. Ah, I see. And if you're able to interpret the voice as well as their movement... Ah. Good fortune comes your way. I see. Hmm. Good fortune. Good. Among other things, of course. Ooh. Small and Intriguing. And we might have to turn Jory into a false prophet again. Again? Oh, again? No. <laughs> no. Why does this keep happening to me? Um, We're going to find out at some point that Jory actually is a prophet and has a divine connection. You're not supposed to just know. <laughs> this person steps back for a moment and says, My name's Mac, by the way. Hi, Mac. 
let me point these out to you. And points out the different stones. They're they're all about the same size, but slightly different shapes. And there are, like, if you look hard, you can see, like, the vague image of a face in them. <laughs> oh, like, that's not helping. The kind, of, the kind of thing where you, like, look at like a popcorn ceiling or like a rock face. You're like, yeah, I could see a dog in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Piece of toast. Maybe. Right. <laughs> there's a name for that. We're seeing faces and things. I don't really? know. What, yeah, there's a psychological term oh, for cool. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. We, I mean, well, it's a distinctly human thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We, we identify faces and we anthropomorphize. Yeah, we are, we are hardwired to find faces. Huh. How do we know that cats don't do that? And that's why they're afraid of the ceiling all the time. I don't have an answer for that, Ren. No. <laughs> Asking the real questions. Got to get on TikTok, ask Hank Green. There you go. Uh, well, should we go here? The, what is it? Z- Good Z- Z- Zion? Zion? Yeah, so, so Max steps back and actually points out the different gods, yes. uh, the different stones. Uh, that one's Atelis, God of Mercy. Kian, God of Obscurity. Arasil, God of Knowledge. Tysus, God of Order. And Gur, God of Fortune. Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) The way that Jory's reacting to this is just, I wish you could see the look on her face. (laughs) I don't know if that's Rin trying to like hold and stifle in things or if it's Jory. It's 100% both of them. Um, I would like to hear what this person has to say. I don't know about the rest of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You go up, and Zarian, as he's been named, uh, is giving word on the relatively recent change in the song. You all know, assuming that it is the same change that you enacted, mm-hmm. it's been happening for about two and a half, three weeks at this point. Okay. So, in terms of the grand scheme of things, still pretty new. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how this new verse, although still incomplete as every other message has been, it is a call to bolster their ranks because this is the time where eventually they will be called forth to be uh, the great speakers of the stones, the great uh, climbers of the beanstalk. They are going to soon impart the fullness of their knowledge and not just the pieces of it. And as that happens, he lifts his hand up and points to the one that was uh, indicated to you as Aerosil, the god of knowledge. And the stone speeds up ever so slightly. Hmm. Oh, interesting. And everyone, there's there's a bit of an ooh, like, like a, ooh. yeah, not, not like ooh, ah, like a ho, oh, but just kind of like nods and oh, yes, of course, yeah, we must. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it is it like the little aliens from Toy Story? <laughs> not not quite that <laughs> awestruck. Is uh, Mac wow. still with us as we? Yes, and Mac Toy Mac is is listening and nodding and smiling and and looking to all of you as though, yes, don't you don't you hear the word? Don't you aren't you believing in what Zarian has to say? Is and regarding him in very great reverence. Thank you so much for listening to episode 51 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. There you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store, which I might mention, if you're interested, there is now a Void Friend t-shirt. I know we've all been waiting for that one. 
You can also find our Patreon there if you're able to help us out monetarily. And in that vein, I'd love to thank our patrons, Tan, Jeremy, and Carlin for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about our show. Of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network as well, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley. This episode edited by Zan Campbell-Johannes. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.